Sade giving us Cherish the Day. What a beautiful song. The time now is exactly 10 minutes after 11. My name is Patricia Ndouli. This is the Late Night Conversations. Let me remind you that uh, this time of the show is not suitable for anyone under the age of 18. Because we speak about uh, sensitive issues and uh, we are going to be taking a look at uh, unraveling the role of forgiveness in family relationships. And uh, our first guest is uh, Christine Stradlandoff, who is an experienced educational psychologist. Kristen, thank you very much for joining us. Hi Patricia, thank you for having me on the show. I'm looking forward to having a chat with you and assisting the listeners on this very interesting topic. Definitely very excited to be talking about this. Now, firstly, we do know that families are made up of different people, different personalities, and uh, this can sometimes cause uh, some clashing between family members. Mm -hmm. How do we then best address issues? Because we don't have uh, the same personalities. If there's an issue at hand, others want to just keep quiet about it until later. One would want to speak about it immediately, and others are are less vocal than others. So how do we best come to a point where we start speaking about um, issues that we face as a family? Yes, definitely. So it's very important uh, within the family dynamics to understand the the varying personalities and characters. And it's important in the family dynamic to know who are the quiet ones, who are the explosive ones, and to know when to talk to the specific uh, person in the family. Um, I would recommend that it is important to always address certain topics, that it's not always um, a good a measure to just go gun blazing into the topic. So give a person the, the time that they need to process the information, to understand their feelings and emotions. And then once everybody has cooled down and come to a consensus, um, we need to discuss what the triggers were with regards to whatever the topic was, and then talk about it and express our feelings because that's the best way to get it out instead of just keeping it in and suppressing it. Very true. And um, should it be immediately when an issue comes up? Or should we be uh, waiting until uh, our tempers have calmed down? So I would always recommend that we should be waiting for our tempers to be cool so that we can be more rational and logical and speak about what has occurred. And we need to be calm. So, you know, like that uh, 10-second rule to calm down, but it sometimes takes a bit longer than 10 seconds to cool down. Um, But we shouldn't leave it. Uh, We should be rational and calm and then sit down and discuss what has occurred um, to create the this explosive thing and it's a process that you need to go through that you need to i like to talk about the robot so we need to stop we need to think and process and then once we've done that then we can go now we do know that um you, you know some other people just find it difficult to communicate and mm-hmm. uh, communicate their feelings, especially in a, in a family setting, because you don't want to hurt anyone else's feeling, even if you are hurt. How do we then deal with such people who want to just internalize everything, even though you know that things have gone wrong? Mm-hmm. So we find that a lot of people like to internalize because they don't like to um, address conflict or they're addressed to um, sorting problems out. So what I would suggest is with these types of people, um, we could help them to express themselves in a non-verbal manner. And that would be with um, writing a journal or expressing it through a diary, writing a letter, um, because the communication part is very, very important. And we can see this through their body language. We can see this through their behavior. Are they the type of um, me- member in the family that is withdrawing constantly, not wanting to um, be at the, the dinner table, eating together, um, when asked questions, are avoiding them. So we can see it in the, their day-to-day behaviors, and we can you know, encourage them to express it in a non-confrontational manner, like journal or writing a letter or sticky notes or something like that, just to ease into that kind of communication addressing it at the same time. Hey, Tima, uh, we are talking right now to Kristen, who's uh, an experienced educational psychologist, and we're talking about forgiveness within family contexts and uh, family relationships. Let us know if you perhaps have an issue in your family that you have not resolved or you are trying to 
get over certain hurdles so that you can forgive a family member. The number is 011-714-2006. Call in to ask your question or send an SMS to 41391 or a WhatsApp to 0614-104-107. Kristen, is it important to forgive or can we just live without forgiving each other and just move on with life? So it's a very complex question because forgiveness is a topic that it's very wide and it depends on um, the spectrum. You know, what is it that we are forgiving about? You know, forgiveness is something from a simple lie all the way through to something quite grave. So it depends on a specific person. It also depends on a person's beliefs, religious beliefs, cultural beliefs, um, and it's, in, it's very personal to holder. And it's very important to remember that forgiveness goes hand in hand with trust. And once that trust has been broken, it's very challenging to try and um, create that trust back again. It's that lifelong analogy that we like to use in terms of a mirror that's been shattered. Once it's been shattered, it's, it's very difficult to put the pieces back together and not note those cracks. So, like I said, it's very um, circumstantial. Um, and sometimes it's good to put things into context because with forgiveness, sometimes in forgiving the person who has, um, you know, betrayed your trust, it sets you free. It gives you a sense of um, relieving yourself from that guilt or that negativity that may be weighing you down. But very um, specific to to the circumstance because it also can have an effect on your mental and your physical health um, due to you know the complications that come from that stress and pressure. So yeah, it's very very uh, specific to the the context. Mm. And you know, uh, Kristen, when I look at uh, this uh, issue that we are talking about, could it be mm. possible that there are people who just do not have it in them to forgive? They just you know, they 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 they'll say let bygones be bygones, but actually, mm. let's just keep our distance, family or no family. Is it possible that you can face a situation like that and still be able to be cordial with each other? So it definitely comes down to um, being a defense mechanism. There are people like that who just cannot bring themselves to understand, you know, the wrongdoings that have occurred, and they will just say let bygones be bygones but not truly forgive the person and you know mentally keep that at the back of their mind continuously i would recommend that you know if this is the the case and it really has scarred this person to that extent that they should go and express it to a, a psychologist or a counselor or somebody who works within the mental health space because it can definitely weigh you down to an extent that you know, it can have adverse effects to you, your family, your family environment, and you want to be relieved of that excessive pressure and and ugly feeling that you get. Mm. And I suppose this is where you would need uh, some therapy uh, as an individual and possibly even as a family. Correct, yes. So I would definitely always recommend um, early intervention is key. I'm, of my personal opinion, that is the most effective thing to be doing. As soon as it becomes a, a concern or an issue, family therapy would be very effective in this manner to deal with certain things. Um, but I, then again, you could also go for one-on-one therapy and in individual capacity just to express your concerns about that particular family member and just express yourself to to an external non um, biased person. Let's go to the lines. We've got Anonymous. Good evening, Anonymous. To you and good evening to your guest. Lovely topic. I hope everyone's listening, especially the people that get, uh, you know, uh, angry very quickly or, you know, and uh, try things that they will regret later. Because, uh, you know, we, most of the time we get hot-headed, both the parties get hot-headed, and then what we do, we become so aggressive that we do things that we, um, uh, you know, will regret later after we end up in prison, then we have to go with play cards, you know, at the, it doesn't solve the problem. What solves the problem is what the lady is saying. She's, uh, you know, explaining very well. Me, in, uh, me, I will forgive a person for, uh, within three days or within 72 hours, first time, 
second time and third time. No fourth time chances, but fourth time I will move away from the person. I will not hire hitmen to kill the person, or I will hit my, uh, you know, or, or kill or poke or stab or, or uh, you know, or gun the person down because I didn't, because I had a, you know, an argument with the person, the person had an argument with me for reasons, uh, you know, <laughs> beyond, <laughs> beyond certain, but I will not, I will forgive them. But I will not associate to them after three times if they prolong in the same manner. Because some people just like to bring you down and some people like to prolong in the same manner. And some people go on the whole night, you know, like a psychic, like a psychopath. So <laughs> that psychopath really needs help very badly. And I think your guess is 100% correct in, in her explanation. Sure. I wish we all can do that. I wish we all can forgive and forget. And if the person is wrong, don't uh, rather you not mix the person because you know that you're not going anywhere with the person. Mm, and mm. one day you you may end up doing something that you will regret. I may end up, uh, you know, if that person is provoking me all the time, I may end up doing something, and I'm the one who's going to suffer because I'm the one who's going to sit in prison. Sure. You know, anonymous. You know, Thank I like you. the fact that you are taking it to that extreme in terms of saying if you don't forgive, <laughs> yes, you'll well, end this, up in that prison. Gonna, I'm, I'm going to be having free board and lodge, but I'm going to end up in misery in prison. I may be having free board and lodge, but I'm going to end up in misery. I'm going to leave my comfortable home and and be in a crowded prison cell. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. You enjoy your day. Enjoy your evening. Kristen, uh, Anonymous <laughs> is saying forgiveness is for self. Because if you don't forgive, you can end up running the risk of uh, doing something really, really that you'll, forg- you'll regret. Yes, definitely. I agree 100% with Anonymous. I think she um, has hit the nail on the head there. Because sometimes when you're not forgiving, it can create an excessive amount of anger within yourself that you don't even recognize what you're doing, your behaviors. And this is where we need to um, also explore different outlets for the anger that comes with forgiveness. You know, whether you're forgiving or you're not forgiving, and outlets such as boxing or um, doing kind of physical activity is de- is definitely recommended because it is a process. It's not one thing that you decide today, okay, I'm going to forgive and then it's over and done with. It is a slow process because um, giving, forgiving is a conscious and deliberate decision that one makes to release yourself from that excessive amount of resentment to, to somebody because they have harmed you and because your trust has been broken. So it's it's a daily process that you need to work through and you can do that by externalizing your feelings through boxing or tearing up pieces of paper that you don't need to to use anymore or having an external factor that you can just release now you know what if you've asked for forgiveness and uh, the people that or the person you've asked for forgiveness from um, just ignores you just you know like it never happened they don't acknowledge the forgiveness they or how do you deal with that because you are asking mm-hmm. for forgiveness because you perhaps know that you're wrong or you just want to simmer the situation down and you get ignored how do you deal with that yeah so you need to want to be forgiven and you need to want to acknowledge your fault then this is what you're talking about you the person that has Fully, been fully aware that you have made a mistake and you're asking for forgiveness. That person on the receiving end needs to be receptive to that. They need to be willing to want to talk to you and believe you and rebuild that trust. But if they're not at that point yet, there's nothing that you can do to bring them to that point. You have to literally um, wait for them to be receptive to it and just let them know that you are aware of your behavior And when they are at a point that they're ready to talk about it, you want to mend the relationship and work on it. Mend and uh, work on the relationship when they're willing to talk, but if they're not? So not, that's something you kind of have to get to a point um, within yourself that it is a process and it can take time. Um, And, you know, if you're that type of person that is persistent, leave it for a while and let things calm down. And when some time has passed, because as we all know, time heals most wounds, go back and and revisit the topic again. Let let me flip it on the other side. The person who's done the wrong, if they don't see their wrong 
in, uh, in in the family context, perhaps you've got that uncle who's always, um, you know, drunk and um, causing riots and what have you not in family functions. And they never see what mm-hmm. they do. They never are aware. And they, they, you know, they just brush it off. How do you deal with that? Because even if you bring it to their attention to say, please change your behavior, you know, or mm-hmm. ask, uh, ask us for forgiveness and stop what you're doing. And they just don't see a problem in it. How do you deal with that? Yeah. So it's it's obviously on the flip side, there's always two sides to, to the coin. And it's very important for you as that that family member to try and not hold a grudge against that uncle that's continuously drunk and continuously misbehaving at family functions. But it's always important for you to have open lines of communication for you to set those clear boundaries before the family function, you know, to intervene as a family and say, Listen, Uncle X, um, we're having my birthday next weekend. We, please, can you know, I don't want you to be drinking excessively and to embarrass me. So it's a lot of the, the forewarning, and normally it's about, the, uh, you know, the elders speaking to that person to encourage them to, to not behave in such a manner. And normally there's a lot of defensiveness that comes along, you know, with that confrontation. But it's setting the boundaries and that open communication and saying, I'm going to give you a chance, three strikes and then you're out kind of story. Um, it's giving that person an opportunity to know and to be forewarned. And if they're not going to listen, then there will be consequences to their behavior. I've got uh, some messages here from our A-teamers. The one is on SMS saying, who does one forgive if he does not know what he has how does one uh, forgive if they don't know what he has done wrong? So I suppose this is a situation where people are upset with you, people are not talking to you, but no one is telling you what you have done wrong. Mm. Mm. Yeah, so that happens a lot. And I think this is where you need to be, you know, very open to criticism as a person. And you need to be very forthcoming with saying, please let me know if I have done something to um, make you upset or to offend you in any way, let's talk about it and resolve the issue. A lot of the time we do not want to speak about these things because it puts you in an uncomfortable situation and we need to learn to have that constructive criticism. And it doesn't mean that there's something wrong or there's something bad in our character, but we always need to look to improve. And the only way that we can do that is when we have that open line of communication with our family that they can say, hmm, at the birthday party, your behavior was not right with X, Y, and Z, just to bring your attention to it so that we can constantly improve. Mm. Constantly improve our individual behavior and also our communication skills, I suppose. We've put out a, um, a, um, a poll here on Twitter at SFM Radio, and we've asked uh, our A teamers how important is it to forgive? And uh, 29.6% say it doesn't matter while 70.4% say it is very, very important to forgive. On the other hand, on uh, WhatsApp, I've got a message that says, Good evening, all. Uh, Great show, and it touches my past, what I went through to become what I am today. I wish that this A-teamer could elaborate what they mean when they say past and what they went through and what they are today. It seems that uh, issues of non-forgiveness in a family can create a, a big dent in one's personality and the way they view life. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I think it starts when we're children and it's, um, you know, our upbringing and how we are raised and how our parents teach us to handle conflict and how they teach us to handle certain circumstances. And with that comes cultural beliefs and religious beliefs, you know, from all different cultures and religions. There's always an aspect of... Um, the teachings of forgiveness and what it means. And it's, it's very important for us to know that our, our childhood experiences definitely um, shape us and mold us into the young teenagers, adults that we will be in the future. Um, and whatever we've experienced whilst growing up is what we will then also land up perpetuating to the generations that come thereafter. 
Forgiveness is one of those things that, that I think is uh, quite a difficult one. Um, looking at this particular poll that uh, where mm-hmm. right now where it sits, it's on 71.4% who say it's very important to forgive, while only 28.6% say it doesn't matter. Uh, th- for those who say it doesn't matter, do, do you think, uh, Kristen, as a psychologist, that they are saying it doesn't matter whether you are forgiven or it doesn't matter when whether you forgive? And... Uh, where do we strike the balance, especially mm. in the family context? Yeah. So I think for that, I think it's probably more, it's not as important for you to forgive the person. It's more about understanding the context. And, you know, in life, striking that balance is the most important aspect because that's what we struggle with across many spectrums. Um, and it's not about winning. And it's not about being perfect and trying our best is good enough. And I think that's what we need to always remember, even when dealing within the family context. Families are not perfect and all families are different and all circumstances are unique. And we need to try and find that middle ground. So what forgiving means to me in my family context may be completely different to other families. And that's okay. But as long as you're able to make some kind of shift within the family dynamic that's good enough and that's what we're looking to to achieve because you need to think about putting yourself in their shoes in their situation um and and looking at it from both sides of the story we need to look at it from both sides of the story but you know there's a tricky situation especially in family um, settings that you may uh, have the conversation and agree that you've forgiven each other but the relationship still does not go back to its original form or even become better but there'll always be that you know stagnant water (laughs) sort of like scenario Mm -hmm. within the relationship that you always seem like you're tiptoeing around each other how does one address that? Yeah, so the, my personal opinion, again, is that once the trust has been broken, that relationship can mend it and to get back to where, you know, it was or to try and improve it to a better standing is very difficult and it takes continuous efforts on both parties. Um, it's not a one-way road that one person can continuously be putting in the effort. And, you know, you need to want to, to be better. And this is where you need to be... Um, quite cognizant of the fact that sometimes group therapy or group family setting can be a problem. You know, you need to isolate it with a specific member of the family. So if it's a mother and a daughter, it should be just between the mom and the daughter to um, fix their relationship or speak about what has occurred in order to do the forgiveness. It shouldn't be based around the siblings and the dad and the extended family and everybody getting involved because that complicates the situation. Um, and heightens it. So it should be very specific to the people, the two people that are involved and trying to, you know, resolve that. Sure. Kristen, we have just talked in general. If we are to drill it down, let's, let's look at certain scenarios. Scenario one would be family members that have fought because of money. One mm-hmm. did not pay the other back one did not uh, or stole from one. Those are Mm -hmm. really, really difficult situations to navigate around when it comes to forgiveness. Mm -hmm. So how does a family get to that point where they navigate around such? Yeah, so when we're talking about such a scenario as you've just mentioned, it's it's very important to look, look at the circumstances. So if we're talking about money and money being stolen within a family context, we need to understand why this has occurred. So look at the the behavior behind it. So was money stolen because I needed to go and um, go on a holiday or buy a sports car? Or was the money stolen because I really needed it to survive, to get food, to live, to make ends meet? And it doesn't make it right. So this doesn't make um, the situation correct. It does not condone the behavior. It does not... And excuse the the things that they've done towards the family, but we need to try and forgive the action, but understand the behaviour behind that action. So we do need to try and put our anger once we've cooled down and use our cooling down techniques and mechanisms and let time pass. 
But from there, we need to drill deep down to the point and say, what was the actual reason for it? And now the other issue is, if this, another scenario, if one has cheated on their partner, infidelity, do they have to forgive? I mean, we say we started off in saying forgiveness is for self. It's good for self. Na 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 na. But you walk into your home and you find your partner red-handed, and this is family. Do you have to forgive? Is it a must to forgive? Is it healthy to even forgive under that particular circumstance? Mm. So that is a very tricky circumstance to work with. And like I said to you in the beginning, it's definitely a continuum. And in this circumstance, I can completely understand that this would be a very difficult situation within to, uh, to forgive. Um, but you need to try and bring yourself to, to forgive because that forgiveness will set you free and allow you to continue with your life and to move forward and move on. It may not happen straight away, but in that forgiving, it will allow you to also process what has occurred, um, rationalize your thinking processes, and then from there, give you a solid foundation on which to move forward and not to hop on the, the infidelity because that can definitely crush a person's confidence, self-esteem, mental health, and the family dynamic is 100% um, affected. And if you've got children in, in the, the situation, in the family and in the marriage, that also then gets, um, you know, put at the back seat and they need to help move on into the next kind of relationship. What does it mean for them? I've got a, a WhatsApp here that says, I really don't know how to forgive. What I do is I keep my distance. So others are very honest that they, they just don't know how to do it. They just stay away from whoever it is, whether it's family or friends. Yeah. And I think that's, that's perfectly fine. That space that they're in, that they just keep their distance. They're probably in that phase of forgiving that they need that space. They need that distance from that family member or that person that has really broken their trust and really hurt them. But at this point, they need to sit down with themselves and the piece of paper and be honest and really reflect and think think to themselves, why am I still harboring this feeling of hatred or the feeling of pure disappointment? And externalize those feelings, even if it's just for themselves, just to start processing it. doesn't mean that they need to go and chat to that person or say it to them, but they really just need to get it out. And it's okay for them to keep that distance until they're ready. All right. Um, on that note, Kristen, I think um, I need to thank you very much because you have given us such perspective around forgiveness and the the, the issues that um, we face in family situations and how to overcome them. And obviously, sometimes we do need someone to mediate or even to counsel and give us therapy. Give us your contact details or website, please. Yeah, sure. So, um Anybody who has any further questions or they want to be in touch with me, they could send me an email on therapy at myfamilytree.co. So .co. Um, they're welcome to contact me there and send me an email. And I'm very happy to have a chat with them around this topic or any other topics that they are struggling with and just be a helping ear to listen to them. Or they can call me on my cell phone number, which is 072-612-7330. Excellent. Thank you so very much. We really appreciate your time and wealth of knowledge, Kristen. Thank you so much. I really appreciate the time that you spent with me and the interesting discussion that we've had this evening. Excellent. Thank you very much, Kristen. Um, a-teamers, a reminder of the number to dial uh, for WhatsApps, 0614-104-107. We still have that poll up on our Twitter page at SAFM Radio at Patricia Nduli, hashtag SAFMLNC. We've asked you, how important is forgiveness to you, especially in the family setting? Please go in and vote there. And uh, you can also send us an SMS on 41391 or call 011-714-2006. Up next, we're going to speak to Lois Wagner, who's uh, coaching Conversations for Change. She is uh, from there. Uh, she's 
is a speaker, author, executive coach and leadership consultant. And she's going to be helping us by giving us for free, mind you, her 12 step to forgiveness process. I think this is very important. SMS SAFM now on 41391. Late Night Conversations with Patricia Dooley, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Good evening, Patricia and the guests. A very good topic today. My name is Mark. I think forgiveness is the key to life. Because when it doesn't matter how much a person has wronged you, but if you forgive, you are bringing illness to yourself. You are bringing peace to yourself. I understand as humans, maybe sometimes you forgive and you don't forget, but it's better to forgive and forget. Because if you live in such a situation where you don't forgive people, really you end up with resentment, bitterness and anger. Sometimes you end up reacting wrongly where you are not supposed to react because they've got a lot in your heart. Because the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. When you speak about it, when you talk about it, you take it out. Thank you. Good evening, SAFM. I ought to remain anonymous. The problem is on my wife's side of the family. Her side of the family, they are always right, never wrong. We did have a problem before where the family was split up for five years, managed to reconcile, but the problem is back. The thing is this, this uh, family does not uh, uh, want to be wrong, always want to be right. Even if they are wrong, they will find a way to, to, to be right. The best thing to do, I have decided, is to stay far away from from them to avoid any more problems thank you wow avoiding family members here that's from anonymous and the other mark is saying better to forgive and forget and that's what we're talking about here dealing with family feuds and forgiveness in the family context the time now is uh 43 three minutes after 11 and uh, this is late night conversations the number to dial if you'd like to interact is 011-714-2006 011-714-4045 you can also sms on 41391 or even go to whatsapp and send us a voice note or a message there on 614 107. I'd like to welcome our next guest who is um, uh, for coaching Conversations for Change. That is Lois Wagner. Lois, thank you very much for joining us this evening. Hi, Patricia. Thanks very much for having me. Now, we are aware that you are not a psychologist. However, you are a speaker, an author, executive coach, and a leadership consultant. And I'm sure that you are going to be able to help us because I see that Walking Without Skin, this is uh, your site where you talk about the 12 steps to forgiveness. (laughs) That's correct. And I call myself your friend for forgiveness because that is my speciality. Beautiful speciality indeed, uh, Lois. Perhaps let's let's start here. We heard the first um, voice note from Mark. Mark is saying better to forgive and forget. But Anonymous then says, well, because these people who we need to be forgiving just don't come right. It's been years. I He decided to just stay away from that part of the family. What should the first step when we are trying to forgive be? Well... It's not really the first step, but in my, in my list of 12 steps, it's actually the second step. And the second step is to understand exactly what forgiveness is and what it is not. And, and forgiveness is not condoning or accepting or, or justifying what the other person has done. It's very important that you understand it's not accepting what they've done as being good or bad or different. It's not erasing or forgetting what has happened. So it's very important that you know that it is not that. And what what forgiveness is, it's letting go of the hurt and the pain and the depression and the sadness and all the negative emotions. So if you can understand that, and as Kristen said as well, it's about it's about you 
And sometimes forgiveness is not only forgiving the other person, but it's forgiving your reactions to the other person. It's forgiving your hatred or anger or fear or depression, whatever it is that you're feeling as a result of the other person's actions. So it's forgiving yourself very importantly. So it is very important to forgive self. But now, then, when Mark says forgive and forget, is it even humanly possible to forget after you've forgiven someone? No, it's not. No, I don't think you can ever forget. The brain doesn't work like that. You can't forget. But what happens is, because you've forgiven, it is not in your conscious memory anymore. And it's, you won't get triggered by the amygdala when something happens. You're not going to say, oh, oh. It's, you, you're not going to experience the same experience again because you've actually processed it and you've worked it through and it's no longer a trigger in your life. So you won't forget that it's not in your active memory anymore and you can get on with your life and you can put it to rest. Mm. So it is not correct to say forgive and forget. It's forgive, but you know we'll not forget. But do we dwell on that issue after we've forgiven each other for it? Well, once you're forgiven, you don't dwell on it, you know, because it's not important anymore. Once you've, you've processed it, you've actually released it, you've released it to the universe, you've released it to the other person's higher power, um, you've, you've actually passed back the responsibility to the other person and you're saying it's not my issue it's actually your issue and you're giving it back to the other person and saying now you deal with it why must I deal with it because often when somebody's hurt you you go through life hating them regretting them all those negative emotions and the other person has forgotten about them they've moved on and they they can't understand why you're still angry or whatever it is and so it's so important that you give them that responsibility. And forgiveness does that. It's saying, you did that. You must take responsibility. Why am I carrying it for you? Very important. I've got KGM here on the line. Good evening, KGM. How are you doing? Good evening, uh, Pat, and good evening to your guest and to the listeners. Uh, a very pertinent topic indeed. Mm. You, you know, for me... Uh, it, it, at, at different levels. One one that I would like us to ponder on is, is that as, as as a society, as a nation, if you look at where we come from, um, there's a lot to ponder around the forgiveness issue. But rightfully so, as, as you, you've been articulating, it starts right from an individual. You know, you can be brought up in a certain way um, you can have forgiving parents. You can grow up around forgiveness. But the depth of the pain, the depth of the anger can never be measured by another person. You are the one who knows whether you are to react or to respond. What I think is important, and I think we ignore most of the time, is to pay attention to the head, to the person that is head, the person who carries that pain. I think forgiveness can only be understood from understanding, creating and making time to understand the head. Once you, you look at it from that perspective, whether you, you're a partner and you've done something untowards to, to your partner, if, if you only do it from their position, not from your position, I shouldn't say, you know, but I apologized. I cheated, but I apologized. It, it should be, how did my cheating, how is my cheating, how has my cheating affected you? Once you, 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 you look at it from that perspective, you are displaying a level of caring that says to the other person, this is not superficial, this is genuine, and this person deserves to be listened to. But lastly, you can never, in as far as my little experience tells me, you can never forget. You can forgive, forgetting. I'm struggling with a lot of pain that has come a long way that I said to myself, you know what, KGM, 
you you're a grown-up man now whether it's family friends whether it's in relationships it doesn't really matter you do not forget the pain that Thanks for taking my call. Thank you very much, KGM. And I think you echo the same sentiments that Lois says, that you just don't forget it's not humanly possible. Thank you very much for sharing that. Thank you. Lois, uh, KGM, you know, he, he mentioned something that when you are asking for forgiveness, you need to also take into consideration what the person that you have done something wrong to feels about what you have done and how it has affected them. And most of the times we find that people who are asking for forgiveness don't get to that point. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, when you go into a court case, you always have an impact statement where you, you get a chance as the vict- victim to actually say, look, this is what you did to me and this is how it impacted on me and this is how I feel. And in any kind of relationship where there's been a conflict or a breakdown or something that requires forgiving, again, it's getting that impact statement out, letting the other person know what has happened, how it affected you, how you're feeling, what has happened in your life as a result of that. And so that impact statement is very, very important. And it's also, I just want to mention that it's, you know, I've got a process where you go from victim to survivor to thriver to freedom. And when you're in victim mode, after, immediately after the transgression, you're full of hatred and fear and disgust or whatever it is you're feeling. It's impossible to forgive when you're actually still in the victim mode. You have to progress and come out of that to, to become a survivor, to start dealing with it, to start understanding it. And, and then moving forward into thriving. And only then can you actually feel able to forgive. It, it, it doesn't, you can't forgive straight away. It's, it's not possible. Lois, because of time, I'd like us uh, to start going through that uh, particular 12-step process to forgiving. Okay. We're not going to be able to get through it all, but um, there is a free uh, download that they can get off my website to get more detail. But the the 12 steps starts with with the first one is to to write it down. And I think Kristen also mentioned the importance of writing. Just to write down your feelings, your emotions, uh, what you think, just get it out. You know, by by expressing it in writing, you're actually sharing it with the universe and it becomes, and it also clarifies your thinking and it helps you cope a lot better by writing. You don't have to write prose and beautiful writing. You can just put points down. You can describe your emotion. uh, Just get it down in writing. And the second step, as I've already mentioned, is to understanding what forgiveness is and what it actually is not. And that's that's very, very important to, to get to that understanding because you can't forgive if you don't know what it is. Okay. Um, the, the third step is to start slowly. You know, if you're not used to, to forgiving, start by forgiving your child for dropping your glass and breaking it. <laughs> you know, start with something small. Practice forgiving on little uh, mistakes rather than big transgressions because the more you practice forgiveness the more it becomes part of yourself and the easier it becomes and then step four is to accept that forgiving is actually a gift forgiving does so much for your health for your body for your mind it reduces all those negative emotions. It decreases your depression, your anxiety. It makes you feel worthy and, and it gives you self-esteem. It gives your life meaning. So when you realize that it, it's a gift and you can accept that gift by forgiving. Oh, I'm going very fast through this. Um, and then step five is is distancing the story from the emotion. Separate the incident from your your feelings. So the fact of the story and your feelings are different things because your the fact is your husband cheated on you. The feeling is you feel unworthy or you feel unattractive or you feel hatred or you feel jealousy. They're very different things. So it's important that you can separate those two. 
Um, step six is to commit to the process. Publicly commit. Go to somebody and say, I'm going to forgive. Even if you don't feel ready to forgive, once you've said you're going to do something, you are more likely to do it. Then step seven is probably the most uh, important, and that is to acknowledge and to accept the emotions that you've gone through. Feel the emotion, rate the intensity, describe the emotion, where do you feel it, go through all the senses, what does it look like, how how does it feel, what does it sound like, rate it on on a scale of 1 to 10, describe it, it makes me feel sick to the stomach, it makes me feel that I've got lumps in my throat, it makes me feel I want to beat the person, okay, describe it, just don't go and beat the person, (laughs) okay. Um, And then step eight is to look for an alternative. How would you like to feel? How would you like to be as a result of of this situation? Then write down what you're going to say. Write a script. Um, and it can be short, it can be long, but by writing it down, you can practice it and, and you can get somebody to support you. You can, you can practice it with a friend or a relative. And then 11 is to actually forgive, and that is where you release all the expectations from the other person. Um, you share the impact you, you send unconditional love to the person, but from your higher self to their higher self, and you release that responsibility back to them. And then in step 12, you restore your boundaries, you discuss where you want to be, how you want to be with the other person, uh, and you create some positive affirmations that you can work with. Does that make sense in such a quick three minutes? Definitely, Lois. It made so much sense. I've been taking notes of everything that you are saying because it is important that we we have some sort of process flow uh, for forgiveness because it's something that just, it, it should come naturally, but it's not that easy. No, it's not easy. But again, when you've moved through that process from, and you're no longer a victim, then it does become easy. You know, just briefly, I forgave the man who attacked me, raped me, and left me for dead. It took me 14 years, but I forgave him. Wow. And, and that truly set me free. And, and how long? You know, you say it took you 14 years, but was the entire 14 years the process, this 12-step process, or did no, it... No, you... <laughs> Go ahead. You, put it, you push it into your back of your mind because mm. you, can't, you can't live in that, in that, in that agony for, for all that time. So you do push it aside and you try and get on with your life, but you're not really thriving. You, you're coping. You, you're surviving. You're still struggling. So you've got to come out of that victim and survivor mode and start thriving before you can forgive. So it's something that I thought about from time to time, but it wasn't something that I consciously did until I was ready. And when I was ready, it was actually that easy. I could do it that easily. I went to the prison the other year. He was given a 25-year prison sentence. And I actually went to the prison and I forgave him in prison. Hmm. And you verbally say to him, I forgive you. I did. Sure, it must have been a tough, tough experience, Lois. <laughs> you know, the beauty, and, and this is what I, I like to share with people, the beauty of the whole thing is when the, the authorities said they would tell me in seven days if he got parole or not, I just said, well, I don't need to know. I don't want to know because he no longer has any tar for me. uh, Kristen mentioned that it sets you free. It really, really, really sets you free. The minute I said, I forgive you, I flew out of that prison. And to this day, I have no idea what happened to him because he's of no consequence to me anymore. He's gone his way, I've gone my way, and we're getting on with our lives. Now, obviously, that's different in a family situation. And I want to just finish maybe with one comment about a family situation. If you pass down the, the unresolved forgiveness, the unforgiveness, the pain, the memory of it, you actually pass it down through genetic memory to your children, and they carry the angst and the pain of it. 
So unless you forgive, generations after you are still going to experience that pain. My goodness. So you are speaking from absolute experience and overcoming uh, a, a very harsh situation. Lois, thank you very much for sharing with us and, and being so open with us. From our A-teamers, we've got one that says, uh, good evening, Patricia. This is such a wonderful topic and couldn't have come at a more appropriate time. Um, and they need contact details and says, much appreciated. And thank you once again for a great conversation. Someone else is saying, thank you for an edifying program, Patricia. Your passion is infectious. Pat, I like it. My goodness and grace. Um, and this is from PJ. So from my side, Lois, thank you so very much for sharing with us this uh, experience that you've had and also the steps that you took to forgiveness that I've made notes of. Could you kindly give us your website address or contact details for our A-team? Okay. Walking Without Skin. If you just Google walkingwithoutskin.com, you'll find my uh, website. And on there is this free download on forgiveness. I've also got a Facebook page by the same name, Walking Without Skin. Or if people are in need, they can contact me on 082-1955. We lost you there a bit, Lois. Could you please repeat your number again? 082-563-9. Mm, the line is bad. Can we try it one last time? Hi, Lois. Oh, seems the line is very, very bad. But uh, please do go to walkingwithoutskin.com or you can actually, there's the number. We've got it right here, 082-563-1959. Thank you to both our guests, uh, Lois and Kristen, who uh, joined us as we spoke about uh, dealing with the forgiveness within the family and relationships. A-teamers, let me remind you that uh, it is Wednesday, the 18th of of uh, November, soon approaching the end of the year. I'm sure a lot of people are are about to breathe a sigh of relief, but many are still saying, sure, we still got a couple of weeks ahead of us and exams for the young ones. So good luck for all those who are writing exams today. And uh, at 3 a.m. until 5 a.m., uh, please remember to tune in to Sound Awake with the legendary Mantla Shong, where uh, Elvis Preston comes in from 5 until 6 a.m. He's giving us... Uh, First take and uh, sunrise with uh, Stephen Curtis and the breakfast team comes in at uh, 6 a.m. until 9 a.m. Tune in to SFM leading the conversation from our side, A-team. May goodness and grace lead you to the great heights of success.